0: Jesus tells us plainly that Satan is a liar. In fact, in John 8, He says this, You are of your father the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, when Satan lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So if we know that Satan is the granddaddy of all liars, It would obviously help us as Christians if we understood not just to be on guard that he lies to us, but to actually understand what is Satan's biggest lie? What's the one he's going to use most often? What's the best trap that he set for people? And you may be thinking, Satan's biggest lie must be that God doesn't exist. What I need to do is convince people that there's no God, and then they won't worship God, and they'll by default fall into my kingdom. But when you look at surveys from around the world, and this includes surveys from the United States as well, 90 plus percent, some surveys say 95 plus percent of people around the world believe in a God of some description. Satan knows he's fighting an uphill battle if he tries to convince us in our minds or in our hearts that God isn't real. Satan's not going to play that game. Satan's biggest lie is actually different. And it started the very first time that He interacted with man. Let me go to Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3, 1 starts this way. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say to you, You shall not eat any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, No, no, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it Satan convinced Eve that God's will, that God's commands, that God's rules were actually not in her best interest. And that, in a nutshell, is Satan's biggest lie. He's not going to try to convince you God's not there. What he's going to try to convince you is in certain moments in your life that what God is asking of you, what God requires of you, isn't best for you. And you can almost hear the sarcasm As Satan talks to Eve, did God really say you couldn't eat of a single piece of fruit? And he's like, no, 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 you're taking it too far. He didn't say anything like that. He just said this one tree, this one piece of fruit. And Satan said, okay, okay, I can't trip her up. I didn't make her mad at God by lying to her about what God's rules are. So I'm going to take a different approach. Okay, fine. So he did say that only the rule was only this one tree was forbidden. But Eve, do you think that's fair? Eve, do you think God has your best interest at heart? Do you realize the value of eating this fruit? And that's all it took. And then Eve's mind takes over. And she says, as we've all said naturally at some point in our lives, maybe God doesn't know what's best for me. Maybe I know what's best for me, at least in this situation. I'm hungry. It's good for food. It's very pleasing to the sight and I even hear that it'll make me wise. It'll give me God-like knowledge. And so, Satan's biggest lie is not that God isn't real. Satan's biggest lie is that God's ways are not always best for you. And that sometimes, maybe not all the time, but in certain situations, you need to pull control of your life back. And you need to take responsibility. Now... Jesus tells us just the opposite. In fact, long before Jesus, the great prophet, came along, the first great prophet, Moses, was directed by God to tell us something very similar. Listen to what God's prophets say. In Deuteronomy chapter 10, Moses says this, And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all His ways, and to love Him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, And verse 13 of Deuteronomy chapter 10 says, "...and to keep the commandments and statutes of the Lord, which I am commanding you today for your good." God made sure to have Moses tell the people, you need to fear me and love me and you need to follow my rules. Oh, and by the way, guys, these rules are for your own good. God knew what Satan's lie would be. He had already seen it with Eve. He had seen it with Cain and Abel. God says, look, Satan is not going to try to convince you that I'm not here and that you shouldn't serve me in some capacity or believe in me with some depth. What Satan is going to try to do is pick his moments and in those moments tell you God doesn't have your best interest at heart. God's rules are unfair. God is putting constraints on you. He's tethering you down. And I, Satan, am here to remind you that you need to be in charge. You know what's best for you. And Jesus essentially says the same thing. In John chapter 10, Christ says this, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I came, Jesus said, that you may have life and have it abundantly. He is saying the exact opposite thing that Satan said. Jesus is saying, I know always the things that I ask you to do. To walk in the way that I walk and to listen to my rules and obey my commandments. And Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. To do that, Jesus said, there will always be this nagging question in your mind. But is this really optimal for me? And Jesus is promising us, yes, ignore Satan. I and the Father have your best interest at heart following me, living according to my rules and my commandments, will actually give you the most abundant life. Jesus, uh, Satan's biggest lie is that God's rules are unfair. At least in some situations in your life, some rules are unfair. And God promises through the great prophets of Moses and Jesus, exactly the opposite, that the, the commandments are always for our good and always provide us a life most abundant.